0: Hello there, this is Wale Olulano, the presiding apostle of Harmony Christian Ministries. I'm happy that you can join us today in our podcast. I pray today's message will encourage, edify, and illuminate your heart, wherever your circumstances may be. Please relax and enjoy. Please turn your Bibles with me this morning to Joshua chapter 1. We are going to take our reference from the passage, a couple of verses. And then we will read quickly from Luke chapter 10, one verse. Joshua chapter 1 from verse 5 to 9. So we read from verse 5. The Bible says, No man shall be able to stand before you all the days of your life. Oh, thank God for that one or two amens. (laughs) It said, as I was with Moses, that great leader, that genera who has gone to be with the Lord. He said, so I will be with you. I will not leave you or forsake you. God is speaking to somebody here this morning. He said, all you need to do is be strong and of good courage. For to these people, you shall divide as an inheritance the land which I swore to their fathers to give them. Only be strong and very courageous that you may observe to do according to all the law which Moses the servant commanded you. Now, listen. Do not turn from it to the right hand or to the left that you may prosper wherever you go. Now, this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth. You shall meditate in it day or night, winter or summer, that you may observe to do according to all that is written in it. Don't pick and choose. Follow all that is written inside. For then you will make your way prosperous and then you will have good sources. That's my plan for you. And that's what you will receive in Jesus' name. Verse 9 says, Have I not commanded you that you should be strong and be of good courage? Do not be afraid. I know things might look hard. Don't be afraid. Don't be dismayed. For the Lord God is with you wherever you go. Wherever you go. Luke chapter 10 verse 3. Luke 10 verse 3 says, Go your way. Behold, I send you out as lambs among wolves hmm in 1995 or thereabout, my wife and I went on holiday to Turkey and um, the plane was about to land at the airport going over the sea. It was my first close contact to b- deep blue sea. I mean I've seen seas and all that. All I could think about was the films I've been watching and um, the bond in me came up. Now This is 1996 so don't think hey this guy is not yet healed all i wanted was an experience of underwater things i've seen in the film how bond did it so i felt this is going to be one of those things i want to experience and then at the resort we were introduced to a number of excursions we were told we could go on a lot of stuff and i wanted as many as we could afford anyway we were told about scuba diving I quickly signed up for that so signed up for the scuba diving wanted to go and explore what the bottom of the ocean looks like that's when we were still being trained in the look up in the pool some of you have been you've done this before but in all the excursions that we went through the one that left a life time impact on me was the banana boat ride and I believe I've talked about that a number of times getting ready still smiling before the tears came had boasted, I told them, yeah, I'm ready for this. It was my first time ever of putting on a life jacket. Seen it in films? But didn't really know how it works. I was told everybody put it on, so I thought, yeah, put it on. We were given instructions what to expect, that the boat would take us out five minutes into the deep ocean. And then at a point, we will be thrown off. And there's a little rope we were holding. Everybody was supposed to let go. So you will be dropped off. Somehow, I didn't hear that bit. I was more interested in showing how much of a bond I was. Let's get this thing going. Let's go. I'm ready. My wife said, are you sure? I said, oh, I was born for this, ready. So when everybody was thrown off board, that boat, when you cannot see land anywhere, I held on. That's the time I even held on more. So this boat, obviously, because of my weight that was on it, the inflated boat obviously turned upside down when everybody had been thrown off board and um, now i found myself extremely under the water and the boat kept on speeding on so what seemed to me like a an eternal or it, 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 like i've been there forever i was under the water and in that space of time a lot of things happened i held on i held on to the rope like it was my life I'm not going down with this. But I was already underwater. And I was expecting any moment now the shark may come calling. Seriously. I was thinking, how did I get here? There's a saying in my place that poverty does not kill people, it is excess joy that kills them. How did I get here? This is me using money to come and seek death. I was so afraid. So in that short space of time, I sent imaginary texts in my head to my wife, texts to my parents. I confessed all my sins and I felt, no, this is it. When I couldn't breathe anymore, I let go of the rope, expecting to go down to the bottom of the sea. But something strange happened. I came back up. How did that happen? I wasn't even swimming. When I came back up, I was still trying to swim. And then I discovered I was alone. (laughs) Far away are a couple of heads. Because other people that were thrown overboard, they were all together like a herd. That's what's supposed to happen. By this time, they have counted the number and one person was missing. (laughs) Where is that black guy? (laughs) The head of the team went under the water. He went deep. He couldn't find me. He came back. He's not down there. Where could he have gone to? They couldn't find me. They were worried what they're going to tell my wife. Nobody there. Why widest dream thought something like that happened. So somebody spotted me. Not bad. It was a black guy in a deep blue sea, and far away. So the boat turned around and then they picked me up. When I let go and I dealt with the fear of not surviving, I survived. Shall we pray? Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for this day. We thank you for your word that is living, powerful, and sharper than any edged sword. Father, we ask today in the name of Jesus that you will feed us the food of faith, feed us with what we need to break through to the next level of our lives. Deliver us from the things that have chained us down. I ask you, Holy Spirit, that you help me to minister your word with grace. Lord, I will speak to everybody under the sound of my voice. I will speak to their situation. We thank you right now for the word of knowledge. We thank you for the word of wisdom. Thank you, Lord, for prophecies that will go forth. Thank you, Lord, for miracle things, miraculous things that will occur. Thank you because you will break every chain that's held us down. Lord, we as a people will press in into that place that you are taking us to. Let your name be glorified, Father. Lord, be mighty in us and be seen through us. We give you all the glory and praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen and amen. So far in this series, we have looked at about six or seven C's. The thought patterns of a champion. We have looked at continuity. We have looked at credible thoughts. We have looked at constructive thoughts of the champion. We have looked at the fact that the champion believes and works in collaboration. We have looked at commitment, conviction. Today, we are looking at courage. And the title of our message today is the audacious lambs. The audacious lambs. You cannot understand courage without understanding it's a driver. And that is fear. To understand the power of courage, to understand how courage works, you have to understand the power of fear, what fear can do. Fear has a tendency to immobilize the best of men. Fear can make the best of professionals to look like a fool. Saul the king, 1 Samuel chapter 15. He said it was the fear of the people that made him to go against the commandments of God. I was afraid of the people? Fear. In John chapter 9 verse 22, the parents of the blind man, when they asked him, they asked him, what do you think about your son that was blind and now he can see? Because of the fear of the Jews, he could not confirm or deny whether that was By healing of the power of Jesus Christ or whatever. He said he's of age. Go and ask him. He won't commit himself. He was very political in his answer. The Bible tells us in Matthew chapter 25, the parable of the talents. A man went out and he gave talents to three of his servants. But the third one, because of fear. Fear made him not to increase what was given to him. Fear can make a person to stop the capital in their hand from investing. Fear makes people not to know how to expand their business. Have you not heard about COVID? Fear tells them it's not time. It's not now. Fear can make a man not to even propose to the person that God wants them to marry. There is, of course, what we call a good fear. Because fear also has legitimate fear. There's a place of legitimate fear. And that's when we talk about the fear of God. So you see, fear can have a constructive role, particularly in our depending on God and in our learning how to ask for forgiveness. Understanding that this is important, having a godly fear in our hearts. There are a number of things that God wants us to understand, what we have been liberated from, because we have been liberated from the fear of men. There are many people that they because they are afraid of certain people they just they just freeze out. They become frozen with all ideas with everything they want to say. They go for an interview and they look at the faces of the people in the panels at the interview and they just freezes. They've been preparing for years, but they just look at the people and they just can't talk. They can't speak anymore, and they begin to stammer. And yet they got the goods for the for the job they are being interviewed for. Fear makes a people. To not be able to bring out what is on the inside, the fear of men. Of course, there is the fear of death. Fear of death. The Bible tells us in Hebrews chapter two, verse fifteen. He said, "And to release those who, through the fear of death, were all their lifetime subject to fear, to bondage. All their lifetime, the fear of death. What you saw that just happened to me in that story was the fear of death." The fear of death can actually kill before even he can kill more than the death itself. The fear of death tells some people, you know what, you can't do this even though it is okay to do it. The fear of death. The fear of death makes some people to actually deny the word of God. The fear of death. The promises of God are there, but when you have the fear of death, you see a lot of people are afraid. Therefore, whatever you are saying about God does not even touch them. But we see that champions. And the people will say, you know what, if I perish, I perish. I will enter into this ring. I will fight this fight. I will enter into this race. I will sign this contract. I will do this business. I will go before the king. I'll never forget. Forever grateful. Two of my staff at the beginning of the lockdown. Everything was set up that I should be broadcasting from the house. The office was set up in a way. Because we didn't know at that time the government was going to allow us to broadcast from church. Because at the beginning of the lockdown, nothing was really clear. The government didn't even know what they wanted to do. And two of the staff walked up to me and said, Pastor, if it's allowed and you don't mind, we don't mind to come and stand with you in church to record you because we want you to minister from the pulpit. I said, are you guys sure? They said, yes. By the evening time, we realized that the government said that only for publication or broadcasting you can go, ministers are allowed to go. But what is interesting, even with that, When I shared that with many of my friends, they said, ah, no, you can't go out. Many of my friends said, no, you can't go out. I didn't bother to say it to anyone anymore. But what is so touching to me is, back in those days, when you got out of your house, all of you remember how empty the roads were. The fear of death was real on everybody. The fear of death even made many of us to become suspicious of each other. People you live in the same house with, whether I was a joke or not, if you sneeze around my son, that back in those days, he would he would run the other direction. One thing about fear is fear can choke people. It can choke the gift that God has given to you. In Second Timothy chapter one verse seven, Apostle said here, Paul was speaking. He said, "Therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. For God has not given us the spirit of fear but what of power of love and of sound mind so if we don't break that idea the gift of God in us cannot even be stirred up I pray for you this morning in the name of Jesus that the gift of God in you will begin to be stirred up because in this new phase of the world, as we are coming out of COVID, God is calling all his children to come forth. The uniqueness in you will be coming out in the name of Jesus. In every walk of life, you will stand out in Jesus' name. The truth of the matter is like I've said, even good people, godly people, spirit-filled people, can as they can be tempted with fear. Even godly people, the best of people, can be tempted with fear. This is real. David was a warrior; he's been a warrior, a bold and a brave person from his young days, from his youthful days. The Bible tells us in Psalm fifty-five. So, such an interesting story. But from verse five, he says something. He says, "Fearfulness and trembling." have come upon me. Can you see that? And horror has overwhelmed me. That chapter is heavy. In fact, in verse six of it, he says, oh, I wish I had wings like a dove. You know that song? Wish I had wings like a dove. I will fly. That's where it came from. He said, I wish I could fly away like a dove, fly somewhere far away and rest. I wish I could move away from all this. I'm afraid of what I have seen. What's going on? And he goes on later on in the story to say, if he was an enemy, I would pick up my sword. I would fight. He said, but he was a friend like me. He was a man like me. A colleague. Someone who I love and trusted. Whom we went to the house of the Lord together to worship. The betrayal of men can bring fear. There are many people who say, I will never get married again because of a bitter experience I had in the previous relationships. There are people who cannot commit because of the fear of what they have been through and it's genuine. You must understand that. David went through that. He said, this is real stuff. It happened to me. But the Bible tells us in John chapter 14, verse 1, so God started speaking to us. He was speaking to us that we should not succumb to temptation of fear. Because where there is fear, you begin to struggle. He said, let not your heart be troubled. When you look at the statistics, when you look at what's going on around you, don't let your heart be troubled. Amen. He said, believe in God. Let not your heart be troubled. He said, believe in God, believe in me also in verse 27. This is Jesus Christ speaking. He says peace I live with you. Peace like no other. I live with you. He said my peace I give to you not as the word gives. Receive that peace in the name of Jesus. Peace in the midst of the trouble. Peace in the midst of the trouble. Receive the peace of God. He said no word can give you the peace I give you. Receive it in Jesus name. Peace in your place of work. Peace in your marriage. Peace in your relationship. Peace in your health. Receive the peace of God. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Why will God say things like this, friends, if we don't have the the possibility of getting afraid? The scripture tells us so many areas where fear can hinder us. So here is the deal. If God be for us, who can be against us? You must understand that in any situation in life, if you see who is with you, that matters. Whether you are underwater or above water. If God is with you, you are on the winning side. Amen. I say you are on the winning side. So throughout the scriptures, we can see God speaking to his champions. Don't let fear get the better of you. He said the same thing to Jeremiah. Said it to Ezekiel. Said it to Ezra. He said don't look at their faces. I'm calling you right now, you got to understand that the assignment for you it will shake you, but you must learn not to look at their faces. Be be strong and be bold. In Isaiah chapter 26, verse 3. He says, He will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on him. Why? Because he trusts in him. He will keep you in perfect peace. The reason and the way God can keep you and I in perfect peace is if our mind is what? Stayed on him. Not stayed on the news of the world. If our mind stayed on him. You as a believer must understand this. That your mind and your life should not be controlled by news. Nothing in the world that the world wants to offer you that is better. That can be more certain than what the word of God has given. Let your mind stay on the word of God. If your mind is all over the place, fear will grip you at some point. May the God of peace, may he keep you. May he sustain you. May he carry you over this situation of instability in the world. or instability in your business in the name of Jesus. May that, that God whom you have called to serve, may he see you through. The best of the best warriors have the reasons to be afraid. But you know what? There are many people who are looking for champions to rise up. Because if you can stand, then others can stand too. I told you the story earlier on. When those two guys walked up to my office and said, Pastor, you know, if you don't mind, we'll stand with you. I thought we were going to be three. Then when I said, I don't mind, then I realized that other people also said, "Oh, Pastor, we didn't know you are ready to do. Let's do this. And I realized that every one of us who came out back in those days, everybody was coming out on one ground because we felt we are trusting God to carry us through. We are not looking at the past. We are not looking at anything. We just believe we, are, we have to do this for God. When your basis of standing is God, God will not fail you. Will not fail you. That's why we are going to get into the story of Joshua in a minute. But you must understand how fear operates. Fear can paralyze you from even seeing the truth when it's even glaring at you in the face. psalmist tells us how to fight fear with faith he says in psalm 46 from verse one he says god is our refuge and strength is a present help in a time of need do you need help god right now in the time of trouble god will help you god is your help he's your strength in the name of jesus he said it's our refuge may god cover you may He be your covering may be your strength, in the name of Jesus, a present help in trouble. He said, therefore, we will not fear. We will not fear. Even though they have been removed, even though the statistics may rise, even though anything may be occurring, even though the job place may be shut down, even though the mountains may be carried in the sea, that is something that doesn't look normal. He said, but we didn't forget the fact that God is our strength. Then he said the same thing in Psalm 112, verse 6. He said, surely he will never be shaken. The righteous will be in everlasting remembrance. He will not be afraid in, in evil tidings. Now, I love this scripture. You know why? Because it means that even though you are the righteous, you are not exempt from having evil tidings. But things may occur to good people. There will be things that will occur and you wonder, but I'm serving the Lord. But he was serving the Lord. But he was God's servant. But she was God's servant. How can they? He said, he will not be afraid. Even the evil tidings. The fear of evil tidings have made many people to run to other gods. And what he will offer you will be worse. It will take you, you know, the way they say, it, it will give you one thing and it will give you seven more demons. So back it up. We thank God for Jesus. Life is a reflection of what you put into it. Life is a reflection. Whatever you sow into it, that's what you pull out. If all your life, what you have been sowing into your life, what you put into your life, is bad news, is fake news. If what you're putting into your life and the things that you're just hearing, things that are just coming to your WhatsApp, things you are just reading in social media, when evil tidings come, that's what you're going to be reaping. You are more conversant with what the devil can do to you than what God can do or what God has done. So, life is a reflection of what we put in. What you sow is what you reap. When you sow fearful thoughts, when you sow fearful thoughts, failure and weakness, if that's what you are sowing, then instability and uncertainty is what you will always reap. Even watching a movie, all of a sudden, something is coming out of the wall, or the eyes are turning red, or some blood is coming out. Of, I say, you know, to your tent to Israel, this is not the one I want to watch. If you are sowing terror or horror, then don't blame any demon from your village when you sleep. When all of a sudden somebody three head is coming out of your room, do you understand what I'm saying? Now, it's not what you are sowing is what you are getting, because life is a reflection of what you put into it. So in our text today, because of our time, in Joshua chapter 1, we are joining this story that we know very well. The story of a people that God has taken out of the land of bondage. And he's taking them to the land of promise. Joshua has been installed as their new leader. A promise where they can see ahead. But they're not there yet. We can see the new life post-COVID, but we are not there yet. We have come out of a time of lockdown. We are now in transition, but we are not there yet. I thank God today is the largest number we have seen in church for one year. Let's celebrate God for that. Thank God for everybody that made it down today. Thank God for everybody who's going to join us next time. And thank God for those who are joining online. But today is the largest day we have been able to gather like this. Why? Because the government has allowed it. But it gets better. We are not there yet. So they can see they're on this side of Jordan. They can see the promised land over there. They are not there yet. But somebody has been over there. But there is a problem. Joshua had over a million people with him. And Joshua had these people, they are, most of them have not, been, they have not been to war before. And he's taking them to a land of promise. A, a land that has so much, but then here it is. The land is it's got, it's filled with 45 cities. The land that has soldiers that are battle trained. It's a land that has people who are, they, they have giants in the land. Now, Joshua is aware of that. Joshua know all I've got on my side here. As You know, the best of the best is they are just desert crosses. How am I supposed to take over? We're not going to pass through. We are taking over their land. That's the situation. That's where we are going to. So we are over here. They are over there. We are not there yet. You see, one of the things you've got to understand is the promises of God. They are ahead. You are on this way. And God is said to you, I know you can see it. You are not there yet. And the scale of it, the sheer scale of it is enough to make you afraid. That God, am I ready to go out? Some of you are stepping out for the first time. In a long time. Some of you are going back to work gradually. Some of you are starting some new things. You are doing some new things in a new way. You know that this stands to be better but am I ready for it yet? So it's enough. Now, you have to remember that Joshua is not a coward. Joshua that we are talking about in this story by no means he has proven himself not to be one who will run away from battle. By this point, Joshua had won battles. a few of them, like the battle of the Amalekites, he was there. Joshua was one of the two that came back and one of the two that came back with good reports. He was one of the people who said, yes, we are well able. You know, that's one thing to write a report. There's another thing to say, okay, now you have the project. Go and do it. Do you understand the difference? You can do feasibility studies. That's great. Now go and start the office. Joshua, now when he wrote the report, he was not with the mind that he was one to, going to lead them. He didn't know Moses won't be around. But now Joshua, he's supposed to go over. Listen to us. This is what I wanted to understand. It's not that Joshua couldn't do it, but Joshua had need of fresh word of encouragement. Fresh word of encouragement. Every one of us need to understand that the grace that you operated in in the past, God wants to increase you with more grace. Amen. The best of the best of us need to understand that grace has to increase. And so God comes to you and he says to you, you cannot be afraid, you cannot be dismayed, you need to be courageous. That's what we're about to see in this story. That's what we're about to encounter in the life of Joshua. God knows That the kind of fight and battles that Joshua fought before, they are not the ones he needs in the years ahead. This is the same Joshua that in chapter 10, he's going to have to do what no man has ever done before or after. He's going to have to speak to the sun. Sun, stand still. Moon, stand still because I have a battle to fight. Receive grace, unusual grace to break through. Anything you have never done before. Receive grace or go beyond it right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, we are rising up in stature. So the task ahead of Joshua was genuinely daunting. It was. The courage that we need to conquer, to rebuild, to expand whatever God has given to us up to this point, as a ministry, we receive it. It's not the same level before. Here is the thing. We can either approach our life courageously or fearfully. You can either approach it. That new level of your business, that new line of business you want to start, it's either fearfully or courageously. The other thing about this matter, as I talked about the story, Joshua had knowledge of where he's meant to go. And that in itself could be a disadvantage. Is there any chance that adventure, because of what you know about your situation, is what has crippled your faith? There are people, because they have the knowledge, the medical knowledge of their situation, they have got the medical reports. This is what the doctor said about my case. Could that be the reason why your faith is of no effect? Could it be because of what your financial records shows you? That's why you feel you really can't do it. Joshua knows what is ahead. And God knows what Joshua knows. So God is saying to Joshua, you now need to go beyond what you know in the natural. There are many believers that because of what they know about their family history. That's how they cannot press in into God. He won't allow the power of God to work because it happened to my father, my grandfather, my mother. is in our bloodline. But God is saying to you today, be strong and courageous. Why? Because God is giving us a word. He said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. The NLT version says, I will never fail or abandon you. Have you started this journey? I pray that in the name of Jesus, God, will not abandon you. He will not abandon you in that business. He will not abandon you in that relationship. He will not abandon you in that business, in that work, in that ministry. God, you have started with us as a ministry. HCC, you will not abandon us in the mighty name of Jesus. We are going from one generation to another generation. Whatever you are doing in our life is not terminating in the first level of generation. In Jesus' name. I will never leave you. I will never fail you. I will never abandon you. Isn't it interesting why God was boosting the courage of Joshua? The people that Joshua was going to meet ahead, the Bible says their own courage had departed. I don't think you got that. (laughs) In Joshua chapter 2, verse 11, when the spies of Joshua now went in and they found out, Rahab said to the spies, he said, since we heard what God did to the cities ahead, our courage had departed. While God is saying to you, be courageous and you are still afraid on this side, he's saying the task ahead of you is nothing. He has done it. He has gone ahead of you in the name of Jesus. You must be a person that knows God is not just waiting for me here. He's gone ahead of me in the name of Jesus. So, God wants us to be courageous over the trials and the challenges that we face. But here is the thing He keeps on saying, Be strong and courageous. And yet, He's the one who said, I've gone ahead of you. So, what's the deal? How can we get this done? There are five things I want to say quickly on this point. This is the secret of the audacious lambs. When God calls you out as a lamb, the midst of the wolves, here is the secret. What will make these lambs to step out? Number one, he said, this book shall not depart from your mouth. So God's law is in my mouth. The lamb must know when I speak, what comes out of my mouth must be him. You know when the lamb speaks, at this point, it will not be the lamb. When the lamb opens his mouth, it will be the lion that will roar. Ah, yes, and deriva, that's the reason why the word must not depart from your mouth. Reverend Mrs. Oyo introduced a, a film to us, Mon Zion, and so called the Land of Fury. You can search for it on the on uh, YouTube, Land of Fury. But what is interesting is a young man, I won't spoil the show, but a young man was captured. He had no defense, he was about to be killed, but his mother had told him a memory verse. He had nothing to use as a defense. All he said, in my father's house, there are many mansions. Now, it didn't make sense. You are about to be shot. You are saying in your father's house, there are many mansions. So, the kidnapper felt, ah, who is your father? We can't kill this one. This one must be a prince. Do you understand that? He is a lamb. But when you open his mouth, he was a lion. He was a king that came out of his mouth. In my father's house, there are many mansions. They say, ah, what are you saying? In my father's house, there are many mansions. In my father's house, there are many mansions. If you were not so, I would not have told you. Ah, they say, we can't kill this one. We need to actually ask for money for him. There is something about the word of God. Because it's been tried and tested. The blood of Jesus has paid the price for that word. So when you speak the word, it's not your word. It's not your wisdom. It's not your ability. It's not what you know. God is saying, the word must not depart from your mouth. You must speak it. That's why, my friend, you can't come to church or you can't be a Christian and say, I don't need to know the word. You must know God's word, no matter how small of it, no matter how little you can read on a daily basis, a day and night. Learn to study the word. Learn to read the word. It's available on all kinds of media. You can take it in any way. You can read it. You can hear it. You can study it. He said, let this word be in you. thing why the, why the, 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 the power of the lamb it's not because you're just looking at the lamb it's what is inside the lamb is about to come out the word of God this book of the law shall not depart from your mouth that's what God is saying to Joshua I pray for you in the name of Jesus in the name of Jesus ability for the Holy Spirit To rise up on the inside of you. With the right word. The word you need to speak in every situation. To rise above the storm. Above the tide of your life. Receive that grace. So that when you speak. It's not you speaking. It's the lamb of God that is speaking in you. Speaking through you. In the name of Jesus. Number two. Meditate in it day and night. Meditate day and night. In other words. Deal with your mind. The mind is the battleground. Deal with your mind. Everything that is visible started from what? The spirit. Deal with your mind. You have to first of all see things in your mind. The money you have not seen in your mind, you cannot see it in your pockets. See it in your mind. Deal with your mind. Meditate upon it day and night. Have a picture of it in your mind. Have a picture of it in your mind. Carry it in your mind. Receive it in your mind. Tell yourself this mind is renewed. Listen, nobody ever told Joshua that he could ask the sun or the moon to stand still. But he had worked a work of boldness. A work of covenant. He is fighting a battle for the Gibeonites. And he realized that this battle must be over. We must finish. We are not finished until we finish. God I need more time. So you find out that in these days that we are coming into friends, we have to receive a creative mind. Number three. He said you must observe to do. Observe to do according to all. You must observe to do. When you observe to do, you're a person that has interest in details. You don't just ignore. You don't just have a loose attitude to God's things. Observe to do. Be involved. Observe to do in the things of God's word. If you are in church, be a person that is alive and active. Understand, well, I notice that nobody is doing that thing. Do you mind if I actually step in, I can help? Observe to do. Observe to do the need in the life of somebody. Not to talk about it, but to meet that need. Observe to do. And number four, Do not turn from it to the right or to the left. In other words, stay on purpose. You are the lamb going to fight the wolves. Know your assignment. Stay on purpose. If you are fighting the fight God has sent you, nothing can harm you. Because you will always say, I have not come in my name. I have come in the name of he who sent me. That's how lambs can fight. That's how you can fight multinationals. Because you know you are standing on the platform that is higher than you. You are fighting a purpose that is bigger than your purpose. It's not just about you. Not about your paycheck. You are doing something for the kingdom. Don't turn to the left or the right. He says stay on purpose. Know what my work for you is. Know what the assignment is all about. Do not wander around. The fifth one. Do not be afraid or be dismayed. In other words, fearlessly make your way. Now, take the right step. Fearlessly. Courage does not remove the presence of the problem. Not at all. It doesn't remove, because you're courageous, it doesn't remove the presence of the danger. No, actually it's in the face of the danger that you step into it. Step into it. You walk into it in the midst of the danger. The Bible tells us in Acts 23, verse 11, this is Paul. Paul, the apostle, he actually was in Jerusalem. And the Bible said that the Jews, they had planned to kill him. Listen to me. The angel of the Lord came to Paul in the night. And he said, Paul, he said, you have to understand that be of good cheer, Paul, because as you have testified for me in Jerusalem, so also you will testify where? In Rome. But God didn't remove the fact that people were plotting to kill him everyone plotting to kill you everyone plotting to assign they are signing anything against your life in the mighty name of jesus christ you you will walk through it you will walk through it you will walk through it you will come and testify how god sustained you how god was with you in the name of jesus they will wonder how did you survive it how did your application go through how did your application go through god will send your enemies into sleep Don't wait for the danger to be removed. He said. Don't, that's the whole purpose of you not being dismayed, not being afraid. Because you will see stuff as you are going. You will see signs on the medical report. He said, don't stop. He said, just keep on going. Keep on serving. Keep on working. Keep on praying. Keep on praising. Ultimately, friends, those who are champions who make it, that those who have the power to face their failure. You are going to make it. You have the power to face your failure. In other words, we fail our way into greatness. We make mistakes, but we keep on going. You keep on going. You keep on going. You may have lost that run, lost that one. You fight again. You keep on going. You tell yourself, I'm not one that is going to give up. Let me round up. Paul, the apostle On his way back to Jerusalem, he stopped over to see an old friend, Philip, who had four daughters. The Bible said they were prophets. But while they were in the household, they were not prophets, they prophesy. But he said that there was a prophet, prophet Agabus, came to that same fellowship. And Agabus grabbed his belt and his girdle, And Agabus said that so and so it will be done unto the owner of this belt. In Jerusalem, everybody started begging Paul, don't go. Don't go. There is danger ahead. Paul said, what do you guys mean? I'm ready even to die. I'm ready to go. You can't stop me from going because there is a purpose bigger than fear. I pray for you today. Grace to look at fear in the face and to walk in. To walk into purpose. To ride upon that in the name of Jesus. You will walk through it in the mighty name of Jesus. Cowards never get told about. No stories are told. No stories are are written about cowards. You are not a coward. You are breaking territories. You are striking new grounds in the mighty name of Jesus. You are going forward. You are going forward. In closing, be seated for a a few minutes. In closing, I discovered something. The key, why the lambs can conquer in the face of these wolves. is called the power of thanksgiving and prayer power of thanksgiving and prayer. The Bible tells us this clearly. In Philippians chapter 4 verse 6, it said, be anxious for nothing. Don't be afraid of their faces. But in everything, somebody's in everything. Whether it's a spiritual appointment, whether it's business appointment, whether it's relationship, whether it's ministry, in everything, by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving. Let your request be made known to God. Do you know after God spoke to Joshua and they now go to the battleground, when, they, when it was time to take the land, first battle. The Bible said to Joshua, I said, Tell your folks, every single day, what were they supposed to do? Go around the wall, right? Remember that? Go around the wall. They were armed, they had all the sword. They had everything, but God said, I've gone ahead of you. I will not leave you. So it was not their battle. Oh, Jesus. You see, they kept going around the wall, and then on the seventh day, they went around seven times, and they shouted. It was a shout of praise. Why they were going around, Consider that to be prayer walking. Do you understand that? They went around, they went around. So in Thanksgiving, and then the Bible said, you make all your requests known. You must understand that as long as you keep on saying, Lord, I thank you. Even though all the things I do not have, I have you. And I know I have all that I need. I have victory on my side. I have Jesus on my side. Lord, I move forward today. Lord, I advance today. I put in my papers into this today. And my business is moving forward today. You are drawing the right clients into our business. In the name of Jesus, you are sustaining my relationship. You are watching over my children. Lord, in the mighty name of Jesus, I thank you because my child is the only black guy in that school. The only black girl in that school. Whatever the things in that place of work, your hand is upon their life. Lord, you are watching over them. They will succeed. They will excel. You begin to speak because Though no, I am a lamb, but I'm in the midst of wolves and there is a lion that is walking in the life of my children. Lord, I thank you because you are with us. We are, making ter- we are making news. We are breaking new territories. In this borough, we are moving forward. We are writing new stories in the name of Jesus because we are the people God has called. We are lambs in the midst of wolves because there's a lion of Judah in the midst of us. So the psalmist told us that yes, we have heard with our ears. Psalm 44 verse 1, our fathers have Told us the deeds that you did in their days, in the days of the old, you drove out nations with your hand. I decree, in the name of Jesus, God will drive out nations ahead of you. As you step into this week, he will drive out nations. In the mighty name of Jesus, God will plant your business. He will plant your business. In the midst of opposition, he will plant your business. I prophesy over you, he will cast out your enemies. In the mighty name of Jesus, the Bible said he will cast them out. He said in verse 3, it said they did not gain possession of the land by their sword. I decree, in the mighty name of Jesus, your confidence will not be in the flesh. It will not be in the flesh. You will not gain possession by your sword. Even though you will be armed. Even though you will be prepared. Even though you will be trained. But your confidence shall not be in the flesh. In the name of Jesus, you are marching forward. You may be the lamb, but there is a lion on the inside of you. In the name of Jesus, may the right hand of God fight your battle. May the right hand of God fight your battle. May he sustain you. In the name of Jesus, I decree that the light of God's countenance shall be upon you. In the name of Jesus, God shall favor you. He will favor you. He will favor your children. He will favor your household. In the mighty name of Jesus. God will command victories for Jacob. He will command your victories. In the name of Jesus. I decree victory over your life. He said command victory for Jacob. In verse four. In the mighty name of Jesus. I decree your victory. In the mighty name of Jesus. God will push down your enemies. In the mighty name of Jesus. You will trample over them. You will trample over them. Those who rise up against you in the mighty name of Jesus you will trample over them in the mighty name of Jesus in verse 6 it says for I will not trust I will not trust in my bow nor shall my sword save me can you imagine that the lamb knows I can't trust in my bow nor my sword save me but you have saved us from our enemies this afternoon I want to pray for somebody who might feel quite weak you feel low you have felt it before now. You have felt that it's overwhelming. The assignment of God over your life, you felt I really couldn't do it. I came to tell you that you can't. I came to tell you that God who called you has not abandoned you. He has not left you to your own to your own ways. He has not left you to your own limitations. God said, I will never leave you or abandon you. I won't fail you. All you need to do, embrace him. Acknowledge him. and praise him. And know that God you are my God. You have commanded victories for me. I thank God for the Lion of Judah they are beginning to rise up on the inside of you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We bless you. We give you glory and praise. We thank you, Lord, because you have called us to be a people of courage and power. We march forward right now into new territories. We march forward into new levels of thinking. We march forward into new levels of our relationship. Father, you sustain us Because Lord, you will be our guide. We have no other confidence. We cannot trust in the flesh. Our trust is only in you. Be lifted up and be glorified. Every opposition we bow. We step on them. We walk over them. We give you thanks, Father. We pray in Jesus' mighty name. Thank you for listening to our podcast today. We do hope you have been blessed. Our special thanks go to all our partners who give generously to support our ministry. You are welcome to be one of us. We'd like someone to talk to you on any of the issues raised in today's message, please do call us on plus 597 eight five nine seven triple one zero, or you visit our website on www.hccentre.org.uk. May the peace of the Lord guard you and keep you till we meet again. God bless.